Tandem Nomads, episode 196. You know, the biggest challenge I've had in this entrepreneurial journey is recognizing that indeed it is a journey. I have struggled always trying to look in the future and get so frustrated at where I am in the present. But I notice every time I take a moment to just appreciate the fact that what I've learned thus far has brought me here and that I can trust uh, what I learn in the future will take me there. So just living in the moment of this journey has helped me to calm down. Hello, Nomad Nation. Welcome to Tandem Nomads, the podcast show and entrepreneurship platform where you can find great inspiration and tips to grow a successful portable business and thrive in your global nomadic life. This is your host, Emel Deregi. I'm a business and marketing coach and the founder of Tandem Nomads. Today's episode is about the entrepreneurial journey with all the, its ups and its downs and how to deal with those sometimes limiting beliefs, challenges, confidence, things that stop us along the way. And in order to share with you some amazing inspiration, I wanted to invite for you here, Sharoya Aham. Sharoya, are you ready for this ride? I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy to have you in this show. I've been looking forward to this for a while. So Nomad Nation, I want to introduce you to Sharoya. Sharoya Ham is a parenting coach, a behavior change specialist, and the founder of Embrace Behavior Change. She's also a veteran teacher with over 25 years of experience working with at-risk students and their families. Sharoya is passionate about helping parents who are overwhelmed and learn how to calm, consistent, and confidence that are doing the right things. She believes every family can create the home environment they want by embracing one behavior change at a time. I love when you say that, Sharoya, one (laughs) behavior change Change at at a time. And I think you have a lot to bring us today, not only by your own personal experience, but you're also a behavior change specialist. You help parents with that to deal with all the challenges of uh, parenting, and we'll talk about that. But I think those um, that experience that you have can also help us um, as entrepreneurs, where we have to change our behaviors and patterns to be able to get where we want to be. What do you think about that? For sure. Um, That's what it's all about. I tell parents quite regularly, you may not be the problem, but you are 100% the solution. As we change our behavior as parents, we're able to better shape our children's behavior. And that's what, you know, I do in coaching. It's just not just making a basic change, but a deliberate, once we understand why our child is behaving the way they are, then we're able to respond appropriately. So much wisdom. I think we're, we're going to learn a lot from this. But before we go into that, you know, could you tell us a little bit in few words about your experience before you started your business? What, what was your journey like? Well, you know, I was a classroom teacher and then I went on to um, be a stay-at-home mom for 17 years. I never dreamt that I would do that. That was not on my radar, but it was the most precious gift ever to watch my kids grow and to see how they develop and became their own person. Even at a young age, it was just fascinating to me 
to see the difference of how they were different from me, how they were different from each other, how they just were just so unique. Um, and then I had a child who was eventually diagnosed with ADHD. Uh, and so I homeschooled him just for a few months. The word got around in the expat community. Uh, and then a family came to me who had a child on the autism spectrum and asked would I homeschool their child. Now I didn't have uh, a background in that, but I, I love a challenge. Um, and this kid, aside from my son, he, my son was my favorite student, but this <laughs> kid was my second favorite. And um, he just grew. Um, but what I recognized was I would spend my day with him. He would make so much progress. And then he'd go home and he'd have setbacks. And I couldn't understand why. And eventually I talked to his mom and I, I understood like she was so overwhelmed. So I try to break things down for her and just say, you can do this, you can do that. But she never implemented. And then my haughtiness took it as she's just stubborn or she's just not wanting to change. And eventually after we had a few more conversations, I recognized she didn't have the capacity. She was so tired with trying to understand what her son needed, how to get him the services, how to care for her other child, deal with finances. And so that's when I began to appreciate her and her journey and just say to her, I'm here for you. Let's talk about this. Let's see what you can do and what things aren't necessary. So as we begin to do that, um, I realized that parents who have children with special needs, they need support. The kids usually go to school and get all the support that they need, but the parents are at home really trying to figure out what to do next. So what you're saying here always resonates with me when somebody can really explain the challenges of um, that a potential client is going through and explain it so well in a way that resonates is when you have an amazing business idea that's starting to brew. <laughs> For me, that's where a great business idea started when you see a problem and you want to solve it. So I think that after that, you started a training or something like that, right? To, to get into this, How, where did your training around behavior change start? Yeah. So I um, started Basically, I was helping at a special needs school and there was an applied behavior analysis um, analyst who came in and I said, well, what do you do? And she goes, I train parents. I thought, you train parents and what do you train them to do? And she said, I train them to implement the, the regimen that we have planned for their kids, you know, with helping them with their special needs. And so I was like, that's interesting. And so I just decided, let me just sign up and get a master's in <laughs> applied behavior analysis, having never seen it done. Wow. Uh, and I went through the whole program and still have not had the, the opportunity to see it in its fullness because living overseas didn't allow for it. Um, and so I've basically taken the principles of the science of behavior and gel them with my 17 years of experience of being a stay-at-home mom. And that's how I do my coaching. 
That's amazing. This is so amazing. So let's dive into your journey of starting a business. I have checked in my pictures uh, to figure out it has been almost to the day, like three years that we met, like 2018, October 2018. So two years. Two years, sorry. Yeah, Mm -hmm. two years. Wow. (laughs) What a journey you've been on since then. So do you remember that time when we met and you were still even considering but not sure to start your business. Tell me, could you chat about about that? You know, Amel, what was so interesting is the 1st of October, I made my first video. And when I made the video, I had no idea what I was trying to do. I just knew that parents needed some comfort and to understand my first video was about ADHD, attention deficit hyperactivity. So I um, did that. And then like a few weeks later, I saw this flyer, never heard of FIGT before. Um, And it was just about basically expat spouses. And so I said, okay, let me go and see about this. Still not with the mindset of starting a business. And so when I heard you speak that day um, and just talk about the challenges that we face uh, as as a tandem nomad, um, I thought, yeah, I I could go to my next post and invest 100% of me into some organization or business, and then what happens? I leave and it all is left behind. Mm-hmm. And I think for the first time, I recognized that that I could do that. I know I'm that type of person to throw 100% into whatever I'm doing and then leave nothing for me and think in terms of the future. So I think that was the first time I ever considered uh, what's going to happen with my future. And I left there that day and I thought, oh my goodness, this is the only way forward for me. It really, I just left there with no other, I said, nothing else is an option. And that was so strange because having not gone there for that reason, I was just trying to figure out what am I supposed to do as this spouse who now no longer takes care of children. After the the conversation, we we had a quick chat, you and me, and you remember that you came to to me and you said, I want this. But for some reason, I, I remember that sentence, you said, give me some time. I was like, that's interesting. <laughs> well, I thought to myself, how am I going to do this? And then how will I tell my husband? Oh, yeah. Because I need some money. That's <laughs> so the story. I needed some time to figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. So that was, oh, t- tell me more about your partner, because that's an important part in being able to build a successful business. And I had a few episodes ago, a whole episode about the partnership and why the show is called Tandem Nomad. So I'm extremely interested in your experience. What is that conversation you had to have with your partner? Well, I think, you know, I just made it clear that I just need some time to talk with you. So it was not, it was just like, he knew I was serious about something. And so when we had the meeting, I just said to him, my experience, what I experienced at the workshop, and that I believe this is my way forward. This, I don't see anything else. And he knows that how hard of a worker I am. Um, and I think he really understood that if I didn't do something for myself, I was going to give away everything and not have anything and have to restart again. 
So I, I do believe he also was able to connect and recognize that that was my purpose. This I'm not just creating a job to to make money, but he understood the value that I bring to families. That's amazing. So what is it that you needed from him? Um, basically, financially, I needed to know, like, we agree that this amount of money will be set aside for the business. And um, he he agreed. No, no qualms. So it was a, f- a financial thing more than anything else. For sure. Okay. What is it that money? What did you need that money for? Um, for one, I knew I was going to hire you as a coach. <laughs> <laughs> I did not realize that at the time. <laughs> yes. Yes. I knew I- that. Then I thought I need, you know, a whole bunch of equipment. I didn't, I didn't really know, but I just said, I need a lump sum. Mm. And so, yeah. I think that's important that you bring this up. I did not expect this to come in the conversation, but I'm glad you brought it up. The importance of investing in ourselves mm-hmm. um, to be able to grow and kick up our business. And that takes some courage and also a conversation, like you said. So Thanks for sharing that. And I would love to know, could you just now two years and what a journey you've been on? I was just blown away watching you since just push your limits, grow outside of your comfort zone and keep growing. It's just been amazing. And I always told you how much you inspired me by just watching you, you know, and I want to thank you for that. You've been a great inspiration for me along the way. Um, so what is it, what were your biggest challenges? Like, okay, you're ready to get started. You were committed. What are the first challenges you had to go through? Mel, my first challenge, and it has always been uh, and still remains, is dealing with loneliness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember when we interviewed, you know, um, and we talked about me working with you, you asked me, what will cause you to quit or something along those lines and I said nothing and I meant that I said but I know what I need I need someone so I don't feel so isolated Mm -hmm. um and but it still remains a challenge especially when you move to a new place uh which I'm about to move in a month um knowing that I'm going there and have no friends. Mm. And I've been into in the US for the last almost seven months because of the pandemic. And it has been, I think I've, I've blossomed so fast here because I can pick up the phone and call friends and family without counting on my fingers what time it is. <laughs> and so for me, that that connection throughout the day is always my biggest challenge. How do I fill that void? Mm. Have you tried anything like to be able to fill that void? So um, I do have my Pomodoro group um, mm. that is based in the U.S. So this also caused me a challenge um, because when I'm in in Africa, it's like, you know, such a major time difference. I've tried to do it uh, in Uganda, but I didn't get traction. I think people just were like, what is this co- virtual co-working space you're talking about? 
Um, so I'm hoping now that whole world is introduced to zoom. (laughs) I can find some people who are in my time zone to not have to be in the country just to sit on uh, zoom and you work for our group 45 minutes and you're off 15. And it was, it's really helpful. Yeah. I think that's really important. Surrounding ourselves with the right people is so critical in the entrepreneurial journey for sure. Um, and I'm glad that you keep working on that. It's not always easy to find that. It takes sometimes some time, but I think you've nailed that, you know, the importance of surrounding ourselves. It's not because we have a portable business that we should be isolated. It's so important. Uh, I'm actually planning a whole episode on building our army uh, around us, right? To be able to build a grow a, a portable business. So tell me more about the process you've been through to be able to find your first client, start launch your business first of all, and then find your clients. What are the things that worked for you? Well, originally, I, when I was starting this, I, I was going to a new country then. So here I am two years later about to move. So when I landed there, I just talked it up. You know, if and that was so out of my character, like before, to talk about what I'm doing. Um, but I just had this just like, okay, I'm gonna seize the moment. I'm gonna use business cards, I'm gonna talk about what I do. And eventually the international school there in Uganda um caught wind of it, called me in, we talked and then they began to refer parents to me. So that was that was a real blessing. So I didn't have to do marketing there per se. Um, it was just word of mouth. That's precious. I think a lot of people underestimate the power of word of mouth. And, and that's really an amazing start for you that you had to do. But you said one thing um, that, and that's a lot of the purpose of this episode is the whole need that you needed to do something that's not necessary in your nature, which is to put yourself out there and go to people and tell them what you do. That's simply as simple as that to get started. Tell people what you're doing. If you don't tell them, they can't know. And then the word will will fly as people realize that there is a need for that. So how did you manage to find that courage to put yourself out there? Again, I, I knew that it was going to take for me to do something different. Uh, and I, my husband was a great, um, what do you call it? Um, when you go to person, person talking to other people, connector, um, connector, um, and he socializes a lot and do, does these mixers and I can't stand them (laughs) networking. That's what I wanted to say. He's a great networker. And so I just began to just look at him and think, what can I take from him? What can I learn and implement that I've seen him do and be so successful in his work? And so that's basically what I do. That's so smart. Very good. <laughs> so I remember when we start working together, there was a lot of resistance around social media. Mm remember (laughs) very much (laughs) and you know that you're not alone in this do you (laughs) yes yes so um okay what has happened that got you to get started and find your comfort zone and you continue I'm sure that you're continuing to work through it but you've done an amazing job going from I don't want to be on social media to being the queen of social media to my eyes right now (laughs) 
So I'm just going to summarize, like maybe you can tell us first what you're doing on social media right now. And then we'll talk about, you know, how did you get to really push through that? Okay. So on social media right now is I provide videos for families and through the medium of parent coach on call. So every Friday I'm on call, a parent can call in on Zoom um, be anonymous and share with me their challenges. And the whole world listens in and they're like, oh my goodness, me too. I'm having that same problem. And so it's, it's great. I, and again, um, just starting where I was. And this, this started in um, around about June that I started doing this. And, you know, right now the all the rave is podcast i didn't i didn't know how to do all of this it was just like start where you are use what you have do what you can start where you are i think yes. arthur ash that's his quote that's that's so good let's get started with baby steps for sure yeah okay let's wind back a little bit here like we, we were talking about social media at the beginning and there was a lot of resistance towards that could you please Try to explain us what was stopping you from wanting to even try at the beginning so that we can understand how you got there. One is because I moved. Uh, and so I really wasn't interested in building relationships online because I wanted them in person. I wanted someone to come to my house and I wanted to go to their house. So that was like, oh, wow, to deal with people at the international school who were I could see, I could feel, I can touch, you know? So that's why my energy went there first. Um, it wasn't until you said to me, um, something like Sharoya, if you had a brick and mortar store, you wouldn't allow people to just walk in and kind of walk around without engaging them, without talking to them. Um, and so it was like, okay, and after that, I, I had this aha moment, which seems so dumb to me now. It was just like, you claim to have an online business, but you're not online. <laughs> <laughs> and so my thought was like, okay, I'm online. So I have an online business. But you, when you said that, helped me to realize, no, your business is online. You are online nurturing this online business uh, and these online people who are walking into my storefront, whether it's Facebook or the website. I think I that was a major shift. And you challenged me about my personal Facebook page because I was not using that to put business videos or anything about the business. I wanted the two to be separate. and. Um, but I have noticed over the last few months where I have opened my Facebook page up to people that are associates. Um, so now my, my personal page has so many more followers or um, friends. And because of that, and then I share my videos from my business on that, people are sharing the videos much more. So thank you, Amel. <laughs> You're so welcome for that. And I'm so grateful to you that you trusted the process and you were willing to try it. You know, remember, we said, just try it. 
right? Mm -hmm. Just try it and you'll see where it goes. You can always stop, right? But you did give it a chance. And one thing I want to put out there, when you talked about, I want people to come at home and I want to invite them, what it meant to me is that you want like authentic relationships. Mm -hmm. You want like meaningful relationships. And where I want to challenge everybody, if you're listening, Nomad Nation, is to see how much powerful and meaningful relationships can be even online. One of the pivotal moments uh, where I found that you have made a huge shift was when you said, listen, I'm just going to go online. You shared a photo of yourself and say, I'm struggling. It was a moment where you were like really like you know, those ups and downs, those mm -hmm. one of the downs. Mm -hmm. And you decided you who were too resistant to social media went on your Facebook and said, I'm struggling people. I need your help to be able to put myself out there. I'm going to be live for 15 days. I think I don't remember yeah. for 10 or 15 it days, was 15. 15 days. And you said, I'm going to go live every single day for 15 days. And I need your help to show up and help me keep up with these 15 days in exchange, I am going to just pick up your calls and answer any question for free and, and help you through your parenting mm -hmm. issues. What I've seen is first of all, the amount of love that he attracted that day, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but also the amount of people who were inspired by what you did by putting yourself out there and sharing who you are, sharing your challenges and putting yourself out there, said, I'm struggling to put myself out there. And people like the comments were amazing. Like you almost yeah. went viral in this community for what you did, because people are like, I'm feeling the same way. And they were there to say, thank you for doing that. Right. But on top of it, you help them with your tips. But I don't know if this is just my outsider experience or maybe I'm completely wrong. Let me know what you think. No, I do think you you are absolutely right. In those 15 days, the amount of followers that were added to the page were just, I couldn't believe it because I was sitting at a number and it just didn't seem to budge. And then those 15 days, Um, where I just shared what I was going through, people just began to send it, like you said, all over the world and um, people responded. That's amazing. So for me, yeah. what it meant is when you are authentic, it always yeah. works better when you try to show, um, to put on a show on social media. And what I want to share with your listeners is that exact point is that we always think that social media is a place where we should put on a face or put in an, an image. But as soon as we drop our guards and we're ourselves and you, you showed your true self with your power and your inspiration, people are there and they're supporting. There's like the image of social media is almost like we think of these influencers who pause on a picture and are being fake. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you've been authentic. That's basically what I say. By being authentic, you have reached so many people in their hearts. Well, I want to say something about that, because again, when we talk about a journey, mm -hmm. that 15 days was very transformative for me. It did help me to understand that I need to show up. Mm -hmm. It is people need what I have. And I just have to show up. 
And it was hard for me to wrap my mind around that because I felt like I got to do all of this prep. And that prep was making me so tired. Mm. Um, but those 15 days, notice the background change like crazy. I was like in a gym because I was staying in different hotels. And I just didn't do that. I didn't try to make the background pretty. I just came and shared and allow people to share their story and just help them through it. Um, but I, I have to say, it's like, I was thinking the other day, when it takes a while for you to figure out your personality mm -hmm. on social media. And I've been trying to give myself grace because even though I went through those 15 days, I felt better. I'm still trying to figure out how much of me, how do, how do I come out differently through video? Um, and so it is a process. I think, you know, when I think about walking into a room of people that I don't know, I'm not one to just start conversation. I need a moment to figure it out. And then I, I'll hear people talking about surfacey things. I don't want to be a part of that. So I feel like that's what you're doing when you're on social media, when you're inter introducing yourself to the world. You don't quite know how to engage the world, but give yourself time and you go like this, this feels comfortable. And like you said, people respond. You, you'll find that, that synergy where you feel comfortable and people respond. And that's when you know exactly. you're in your groove. Yeah. And you said something very important. Take the time to figure out how you want to show up. Like, what's your personality? What, and that can take time. But the only way to know is to start somewhere, yeah. to get started, right? And you did that. You had to make that extra push and, and do it. And that was very courageous of you uh, to do that. So how did this evolve since? So, yeah, I realized that I really enjoy um the the interaction and the listening. And I think the biggest thing, Amel, is that doing the parent coach on call helps people be exposed to the way I coach. Mm -hmm. So I, it almost eliminated the fear that if someone calls me and I, I used to be like, well, do they understand? I probably don't coach like the average coach. <laughs> um, and so... But doing that, people are calling me and they're telling me why they reach out to me. It's because they can hear the way I coach, which I tell people all the time is my ear is my strongest um, attribute in, in, in what I do. And when I can hear your voice, there's something that I can hear inside, you know, beyond your words. And I'm able to respond. Yeah. So, so that I want to explain a bit more of what you did here with the parent, a parent on call. I think it was very, a genius idea that you had, first of all, by saying, uh, I'm going to back up a little bit. You, I remember when we were working together, we were talking about how difficult it was to just plan your social media content and how much work it was and how much uh, even source of stress it was. And right. this was what stopped you. So instead of trying to do it all perfectly, you said, hey, I'm just going to hop on the call and be live once a day for 15 days. It's 10, 15 days, sorry, to warm up and 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 if it doesn't work, I'll just stop. That's what it. But then you got the groove, you figured it out, you started realizing the impact that you're making 
not just for yourself, but also for those who are watching. And then you came up with this idea of uh, parenting on call, which is, has become, we talk about consistency. You know, you remember, Sharaya, yes. everything about consistency and you're being consistent on showing up, I think, every Friday, right? Every Friday. Nice. Yeah. So every Friday you're showing up. So tell us how it works. So basically I'll have a topic for the month and then I'll just put out, well, actually for the week. Uh, and I'll put out some feelers and say, if you're having this challenge, you know, message me and we can set up what time you, you call in on Friday. And, and I just listen to you. I don't, practice, you know, like there's no call before. It's just right there on the spot. They know the topic and I'll just ask them a question and, and we go from there. Yeah. And what's genius about what you've done is that you're going live, you're on Zoom, you're going live, but the caller is anonymous. That's right. And that's where you're creating content you're putting yourself out there. You're doing double duty here. You're supporting your marketing in terms of consistency. At the same time, you're serving uh, your audience with amazing value. I've seen some amazing aha moment for the people who called mm -hmm. during your calls. Um, but you're also respecting their privacy. So people That's don't right. feel like they can't call uh, because they don't want to share that with the world. It's all anonymous. You don't see their faces. You don't mention any names. So That's, That's brilliant. Right. There's another thing I want to talk about that you mentioned um, a bit before. It's a very quick tip if you want to share it, talk about it, because I know you're not the only one who had issues with using your private profile. So I always recommend Nomad Nation just for a background. When we start out in the business, uh, a lot of people think it's about promoting yourself. And I don't, I, I really insist that it's about creating relationships. And for that, you need to have a private profile. And, and use your private profile, not your business page, to create those relationships. And I remember, Sharia, you were telling me, but I don't want people to have access to my private Facebook because there's all my family there and things like that. You came up with a solution to actually continue to use your private Facebook profile and still uh, filter in a different way. Can you tell us about how you do that? Well, I think many people know or some, you know, but if you don't know, um, Facebook has a, a, a setting that's called acquaintances. Mm -hmm. So if you put things on your page um, and you say just friends and not acquaintances, then you can tailor it to just your close knit friends and family. But if you put, you know, for everybody, then it'll go out for acquaintances and friends. So if I'm using something for the business, I'm reposting on my page, I'm putting it public so then everybody can see it. Um, then I may um, just put a few things so my acquaintances can see it. Um, and that, that's been helpful because I didn't want to give access uh, to my acquaintances with my, with my close friends and family because as an expat, Facebook is special to me to look into the window of my friends and family and for them to do the same with me. So I, I think that has helped me have some sort of balance. That's a, that's really good. So if nomination, if you're in that situation, there is a solution, right? You can use your private Facebook and, and put like, you can choose what type of content they are that you share with whom. And that's a mm -hmm. great feature that I invite you to check a quick detail, but can make a big difference. I have a feeling that it made a big difference for you. Um, to be able to start engaging, did it? 
with the opening up my Facebook page? Yes. For sure. I mean, like I said, I think and many of the people that have opened up the page who have never even talked to me, you know, <laughs> never sent me a message, um, but they forward videos. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and then of course, when they forward videos, I follow up through because they're in my store. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> and Engagement. I engage uh-huh, and I thank them for sharing videos and, or going, if their friends comment on the video, I will comment. So yes, it's been a big change. What a journey. Um, I have uh, one more question to share with you, but before I want to insist for those who are listening here, because we talked a lot about consistency, putting out, out cells out there and then um, and then figuring out some technical solutions to be able to protect your privacy. Um, I also want to talk about the fact that, um, that it's not because people are not engaging, that they're not watching. And that they're not getting value out of what you're sharing. I know so many people who came to me, I don't know about you, Sharuya, who never liked or never commented. And one day out of the blue, I receive a message saying, I've been following you for three years. Now I'm ready to, to reach out to you and I need your help. What I had to do to keep motivated is to believe strongly in the power of one. Mm-hmm. So when I put a video up or I put something up, and I see that one person has commented or liked, I've tried to tell myself your work is done. Amazing. Because you don't know what that person was going through and how that might have changed their day and therefore changed their children's day and changed their family's day. And so I had, and I constantly do, I have to say, you got to value this or you will miss the whole point. You know, if you appease a whole room and not one family is transformed, you know, which one do you choose? The one person that, you know, was transformed in family or do you really need the whole, whole room to like you? All right. No, my nation rewind this part and listen to it at least three times. (laughs) I think this is the most important message here. A lot of people, again, talking about putting ourselves out there, there's the step of doing it. And then once you're out, you might have the feeling that there are crickets because just just a couple of people watching. And that's what get a lot of people discouraged and abandoned. And here is the power of what you said, the power of one. And this is amazing that you have that mindset because that is the mindset that gets you to make an impact on people. It's not about quantity of followers or or uh, people who come in or engage is the power that you can have on just one person impact you can have on them. So this is very powerful. So you've been through a a crazy journey. What was for you your biggest um, learning lesson that you want to make sure to share with who are our nomad nation? I think, and Sunday Beam said this, it's just like almost a spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost as if the this, this entrepreneur opportunity came to develop you. Like it's giving you a gift rather than you are always trying to make it happen. Because 
you have to face every bit of insecurity that you had over your lifetime in doing this. At least I, I can say for me, um, every bit of insecurity rises up mm-hmm. and then I have to talk myself through it, uh, get people to, to support me. Um, and then I go on for a while feeling confident and gosh, it hits again. Um, but then I look back and I know in the past I used to, in order to express myself, I would, I would cry a lot. And I notice now I'm like, no, I just say what I have to say. (laughs) And there's not so many tears. I think it's just growth because I've had to learn how to, um, I think, talk to myself and encourage myself and recognize I'm not a victim. I have the power to change these things. They're difficult, but one behavior change at a time. Exactly. One behavior change at a time, which leads me to tell me more about your business now. How are you helping parents? So what I, my, my mission is, and I say this, um, you said it in the beginning, is to help parents to be calm, to be consistent, and to feel confident that they're doing the right thing. How do I do that? I provide a lot of encouragement because I think parents, we miss it. We miss just how much we're doing that's already good. And we criticize ourselves and we, we set trying to be the best parent as the goal. But what I want parents to understand, the goal is to be the best parent you can be for your child, not the child next door. Or, you know, I raised three boys and I remember all my friends had girls and all their girls were so academically inclined. And I thought to myself, my goodness, what am I doing wrong? (laughs) But then I had to just recognize I couldn't blame it on sex. It was just that that's their children. <laughs> now I need to focus on my own. Mm-hmm. And, and, and there is just a sacred um, moment of parenting and it, then it goes away. Like, and so I just want parents to understand the value of what they're doing right now. And one of my biggest quotes is parenting is a gift, not a to-do list. Mm. that's such a good one that's so good so what kind of services do you provide so I provide one-on-one coaching and I just did a 16-week program and I do believe I'm going to redo that in uh, 2021 as I help families to finish strong on the 2020-2021 school year Um, because what I do is I I target families who are overwhelmed and have children who are struggling with academics or behavioral issues. So those are the two areas that I like to help families. So walking alongside them during this school year has been um, a real blessing to watch families transform in the midst of a pandemic. So if parents, families can transform in all of this, I know that when things settle down, um, if you're struggling, if a family is struggling and having issues, you can change. You can change, but sometimes it does take outside support. Mm 
that's so important, like in investing in ex- experts. And actually, let's talk about this a minute because it's not the usual, it's not the most common thing to actually have a parent coach. It's it's starting to to start it's starting to pick up and become more common, but it's still very fresh in you. Um, what do you want to say to those parents who are not like? Parenting is supposed to be a natural thing <laughs> and thing that they might not need help. Um, I do think that it takes a village. You know the expression, it takes a yeah. village to raise a kid, raise a kid. And when we're expats, it takes a global village to raise a kid. I was For actually sure. on a FIGT Families in Global Transition conference this morning where somebody said that. And, um, and we have to create that village, right? And nowadays there are professionals who can help, but what is it that you want to share with those who might not think that, what is your message to be able to see how can parenting, uh, coaching help parents nowadays? Well, I think, you know, the hardest part with parents is trying to identify, do I actually need help or Mm -hmm. is this normal? Is this going to pass? But I try to tell parents, there's some areas to look at. Number one, school. Is your child failing or having problems year after year, academic problems year after year, behavioral problems year after year, warning sign number one. Mm -hmm. Is your child struggling with um, friendships? Meaning also, do your adult friends want to be around your child? Mm -hmm. Another sign that you just may need a bit of intervention. Of course, if there are continuous problems year after year, also the home environment becomes stressed and the co-parents begin to argue because one may believe that the child has an issue and the other one doesn't. So it's time just to get someone in there with some fresh eyes and can say, listen, I think your child may need to get an evaluation. And what I try to tell parents is, An evaluation is not something, you know, to um, torture your child and and make them labeled. It is really something that helps you understand the way they learn, the way they think. And so it's not something to be avoided. It's something to go to. Because I had a son, like I said, who had ADHD. Chance, I, I missed the boat. He should have been diagnosed probably in kindergarten. (laughs) but I had the mentality that one, I didn't even believe in learning um, disabilities. um, And, and I was a teacher, Mm. you know? Um, So that's what I I tell parents to look for, identify those issues. If those are happening, what I love about most coaches is they give a complimentary consultation. I say, use it, Mm -hmm. go to three coaches get a free consultation, see what they say. And based on the information they give you, you may just can solve it your, your own self, you know? So I think that's a route to go, but identifying it's very hard. And I understand it's very hard to figure out, is it normal or is it not? And especially because we don't have family around us Mm -hmm. to give us that advice. And then also many People feel like I can't share it with someone in the expat community because they're going to share it with someone else. So for this very reason alone, 
knowing that you can go to a, a parent coach and get a free consultation, use it. Yeah. I want to share uh, something personal. It was not the purpose of this episode, but I think it's important to share it there. Uh, one of the reasons I think I got also attracted beyond the fact that I was coaching you, I was actually really intentionally following your content because I've been a special need child and I've been never diagnosed. And my whole childhood, I had a lot of issues. And at the time, it was different as well. Nowadays, we have so many resources. And I know that if my, my parents or my teachers had access to the knowledge you're providing, it would have been so much easier for me. I wouldn't have had to work so hard. I wouldn't have had the fact that, you know, your son was sharing something that I really was so grateful um, in one of your lives um, for your second anniversary business, yeah. uh, sharing that, you know, why do I have to work so hard when others don't? And I still don't get the same grades yeah. that like broke my heart because I was in the same spot and uh, having the courage to reach out for help can save so much time, but most importantly, so much pain and hurdle. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to share that personal message that it's really important. And if I may just take this opportunity to say to parents, if your child is struggling academically, I would invite you to go to my Facebook page and listen to that video where um, my son talks about what it feels like to have ADHD. Because I was, I was so, when I know that kids with ADHD and other learning challenges work harder than the average student, I know this, but I never heard my son say it. Mm -hmm. And so when I did that interview, I just was like, wow, I wish I could yell this from the, you know, like have this, everyone see this video. Yeah, because I will, hear I, this yeah. kid, is um, just sharing his heart. Please, nomination, check out that video. If you're a parent or know somebody who have kids with some challenges, academic challenges, even behavioral challenges, uh, I will put the link of this video in the show notes of this episode. And it was... Uh, it was so impactful for me. Honestly, I was in tears. I was in tears just because I could so much relate to that. And it's been beautiful. And I want I want you to say hi and greetings and thanks to him to also share the journey of how he managed it and how he could today be in college and despite of it, still be able to thrive and have a wonderful journey ahead of him. So this is yeah, a little side note that I wanted to talk because it's really important to my heart that we understand the importance of addressing those issues. Um, the earlier, the better. So Sharoya, thank you so, so much for sharing your amazing journey with us. Is there a final word you want of encouragement for those who are shying away from putting themselves out there and feeling that resistance and that fear of putting themselves out there? What can you tell them to encourage them and help them find that strength to do it? I say, trust your gut. Um, and, and, Sometimes you need to pull away, you know, from all the noise and your head and what is telling you, you have to do, you have to do, and just come to a place and say, what is it that I really want to do? And give it a try. It's just like a big experiment. Um, you know, I'm doing a, a murder mystery because it's in my gut. Like I want to do a fun some fun activities with parents. You know, it's not the normal thing you do with parent <laughs> coaching, <laughs> but I'm like, I don't care. Mm -hmm. I want parents to have fun. 
And so I'm going to create an opportunity for them to do it. And it was really unnerving because people weren't coming at first. And I'm like, oh my God, this is, it feels like it's going to flop. Just give it a try. And if it flops, you can always try something else. Yeah. That's the only way you'll know if it works. <laughs> But that's such important and powerful message. Thank you so much for sharing your journey with us, Sharia. I really appreciate it. And tell us where we can find you. I will, of course, put all the links, including that video in the show notes of this episode. Nomad Nation, go to tandemnomads.com slash 196. But could you just tell us uh, the name of your website and, uh, and of your page? Sure. You can find me at embracebehaviorchange.com and Embrace Behavior Change on Facebook. And um, yeah, I look forward to meeting you all. I want to say this, uh, Amel, to, to the viewers as well, our listeners, that I'm still trying to figure out that niche. Mm -hmm. So you'll see on my webpage, it's about teens and tweens. Um, and then on my Facebook, you can't quite figure that it's teens and tweens because I'm really speaking to the pain points of parents, not their children, but their but parents. So I want to say to, um, I wish I would have thought about to bring that up. I just, and I'm comfortable with that now, that it's a journey and I'm going to figure out this niche thing. It's a journey. And, As I and, go along. And I love that you're open about it. It's a journey of trial and error and, and you keep growing through it. So yeah. congratulations for your amazing two past years. Thank you. And thank you again for sharing your journey with us. Thanks. Nomad Nation, I hope that you found a great inspiration for your journey. I know it's not easy. I know it, it, it takes so much effort and energy sometimes to put ourselves out there. But baby steps, small baby steps, and most importantly, have faith in you, but also have faith in other people out there, even in social media, that they need you and they will be there also to support you if you're just yourself be yourself that's it nomad nation i look forward to meeting you in the next episode and stay tuned to turn your challenges into great opportunities